This is a Federal News Network podcast. The General Services Administration has made a decision about the future of its new contract writing system called COM. See, nothing to be nervous about. And that decision surprised some vendors. GSA's Federal Acquisition Service will use its agency-wide IT modernization program, known as Comet, to develop COM instead of creating a standalone procurement. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why Calm is moving under Comet, why that move was unexpected to some contractors. Jason joins me now with more on this. All right, Calm and Comet. Wow, they have got great acronyms at GSA, don't they? But tell us what's going on here, Jason. Well, the Contract Acquisition Lifecycle Management, or Calm system, is something that GSA has actually been talking about and thinking about how they would develop it. Over the last, I would say, 18 months or so, Alan Thomas, the commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service, one of his big goals is to modernize the tools that about 1,000 1102s or contracting officers within GSA use. And currently, the contract writing system is one of those systems or, or many of those systems that really need that upgrade. Uh, Alan Thomas, who spoke at an Affirm event uh, earlier in July, uh, mentioned that there's about 35 to 45 different systems currently to write and to manage procurements. And a lot of them are out of date. A lot of them are potentially cybersecurity risks. They're not easy to use. They don't talk well. So he, what GSA has been on this path, and obviously now, now we know the name of it called Calm, has been basically to say, let's modernize, let's give the workers really great tools, and then we can get really great results. So, so the output of this system or the old systems they knew they use now and this new one is something that can be presented to vendors after negotiations are done and it, and it results in a legal government contract that has all of the provisions and provisos correct. It's, built it's, in. R- correct. It's one system for the, the 1102s to go, okay, what do we need? Okay, let's start with the requirements and then all the way to contract closeout and everything in between. And I think what the issue has been is the tools at GSA, and, and, and Alan Thomas will talk about this, has is, is gotten a little old. They've gotten a little stale, and that, that happens. It needs to be refreshed. All right, and then there's Comet which is something under which they're going to develop Calm. And what is what is Comet, and so, why is this being used for this whole purpose? Comet is the CIO Modernization Enterprise Transformation Vehicle. It's of course. A, of course. It's going to be a multiple award contract, about 10 to 12 awards, 25% of them are going to be small business set aside. It's going to be a blanket purchase agreement on top of the IT Schedule 70. Don't get me started on what the BPA and, and putting on top of a Schedule 70 means. We're going to go down that path another time, Tom. Well, but it's a common way of doing things. It is, but it, it's uh, – all right. You see, you open the Pandora's box, Tom. I'm going to have to go on my soapbox here. You'll forgive me. But they've already competed those contractors, and now they're asking them to compete again on a contract sure, that yeah. already exists. Told you not to do it. Get me on my soapbox. All right. Well, step down again, and let's get step back down. to Comet. And, and Comet is really what GSA – it's a new vehicle that GSA is putting together. It's a follow-on from something called Cameo. And what GSA is doing is that this is the contract we're going to use internally to modernize all our internal systems, whether they're in the CIO shop or the public building service or the federal acquisition service. So, so something like the uh, SAM system, if they wanted to update that, would would happen under Comet. Correct. Now, SAM has its own contract, but they could move it under Comet eventually Got once it. that contract came due. And why this is important, because a lot of vendors are tracking Com because not only is this a big system for GSA – but we've talked about shared services many times, and potentially this contract writing system could be one that could be government-wide or at least offered government-wide. And even Alan Thomas talks about that at the Affirm event. One of the things he told me was, listen, OMB was really excited that we were going down the path of, of this thing called Calm. And, and Alan told OMB, yeah, it would be great, but let us get it done first, and then we can talk about other things. Let us show it can work. 
So it's not really a quote-unquote proof of concept, but in many ways it could be from a government-wide perspective. Now, Tom, there's two other agencies. The Navy and the Army have also awarded contracts recently for contract writing systems. So there's this push in that direction. And, you know, if the standards all come together and the technology is interoperable and and we've heard that before – This actually could mean a lot for government-wide in terms of improving how agencies and consistently they develop contracts. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller, and you're also writing that some of the vendors were surprised by that decision to move the COM project under the Comet BPA. Why is that? A lot of the vendors are tracking COM separately. So by moving it as a task order under Comet, once Comet gets awarded in the fall, now those vendors potentially... Couldn't, may not be able to bid on Com as a prime contractor. They may have to find a partner who wins a Comet, place on Comet, and then they can bid. But I think what the issue is, if GSA would have said to a broader audience, listen, there's a chance, 50% chance, 20% chance, whatever that number is, we're going to use this as a task order under Comet, maybe some of those vendors would have then, okay, let me bid on Comet so I can have a chance at Com, especially if the contract writing system is potentially going to be a expanded government-wide. I mean, maybe a small dollar contract generally first, but could you imagine if 10 or 12 agencies begin using it, then that becomes a much bigger contract. And I think that when GSA made the decision of their acquisition strategy, I think a lot of vendors that I've talked to said it would have been nice if they would have done that before the Comet bids were due so other agencies or other, other vendors could have made the, the a, a decision. Again, not the end of the world, not impossible, and definitely not going to stop the program. It's not, it's not like Jedi, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it's just – it would have it's a – it's a kind of a little late to the game decision for us, some vendors potentially. Yeah, because it sounds like the Com project came before the Comet project. Correct. A lot of vendors were tracking this contract writing system, and they were tracking the Comet system, the Comet vehicle, and they may have said, "Well, that's one we're not going to bid on. We're on, on Alliant Two, for instance, or we have another government-wide acquisition contract that we think GSA will go through, and we'll, we're in good shape for that. Or if it's a standalone procurement, we can bid. But 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 now placing it under a vehicle that they may not own." I think that's why, again, mildly surprising. I'm not, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill here, but some of the vendors said it would have been nice if GSA would have made that decision a little earlier. Well, sure, because COM is going to be the same size project it was regardless of the acquisition strategy, but it also shows maybe that Comet has some pretty big implications, and therefore vendors better get in on it or they could be frozen out of a lot of projects. Correct, and I think the way GSA is looking at Comet is – to say we have a ton of modernization that needs to happen, specifically the Federal Acquisition Service. And Alan Thomas, the commissioner of FAS, will talk about this, how there's a lot of tools he wants to upgrade for his his uh, contracting officers and other uh, workers. All right. Well, uh, that goes for Comet. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Remember, Comet is something that is made out of dust and ice and leaves a long trail in the sky. I don't know what that means. Anyhow, uh, the Court of Federal Claims a few weeks ago rendered a decision in the big Jedi cloud procurement at DOD. You have talked to some industry experts, and that is still resonating around the industry. Absolutely. And this is something we did when the Oracle case went before the Government Accountability Office about nine nine or ten months ago. So we, we repeated the same thing. We asked the same kind of three lawyers. We actually asked about seven lawyers, but here's the three that got back to us. And, you know, we caught up with Steve Schooner, who's a professor of, of procurement law at George Washington University, uh, Charles Tiefer, who's a professor of government contracting at the University of Baltimore Law School, and uh, Tony Franco, who's a partner with uh, Pilero and Maza, another law firm in D.C. And we just said, OK, what do you think? We asked him a bunch of different questions. And let me just highlight a couple things that came out. Uh, Steve Schooner really kind of unloaded, if you will, in many ways, when it came to his thoughts on the judge's decision. And we have the whole thing on federalnewsnetwork.com so people can read it there. 
But one of the things he highlighted, and which I, I thought was really interesting, was the fact that they talk. The judge concludes that Oracle didn't have a realistic shot of being competitive, and then sh- thus sh- couldn't show prejudice, lack standing. So everything else about the decision is window dressing. And I think that was a little. That, I think that's really was both disappointing and troubling for a lot of the, these experts because the judge didn't even look at everything else. They said, "Well, Oracle can't compete." Therefore, who cares? Not who cares, but who cares about everything else? Yeah, it really didn't sound like the heart of the matter that Oracle was arguing really got addressed by the court. Correct. And I think that was the other question we asked is, hey, if, if the gate criteria was such a big impact, does this mean an agency? And this is a, a silly example, but what if I'm um, trying to get a specific uh, vendor and I say, OK, you have to have a if I want travel transportation between Washington and New York and you must have a horse and buggy. Right. And there's one vendor that has one for some reason. They have an old one. And even though they're going to take a car or a train, could that preclude all the other vendors from bidding as hey, great gate criteria is fair? The government can do any requirements they want. And, and, and that was the one question we asked. And, and interestingly enough, Charles Tiefer from the University of Baltimore actually addressed this. He says, for the judge to let the agency do whatever it likes in the requirements and shut out competition is like the agency can get away with homicide and their name is written on the weapon. The homicide he's talking about, of course, is the shutout of bidders with the agency taking full responsibility and credit for the deed. I thought that was a really interesting comment. All right. So then it's settled in the court, but it doesn't sound settled really yet. It's not settled in any way, and and we don't know what Oracle will do next. There is – they have an opportunity to appeal it in the federal court, which is is, we're waiting to hear back from them. And then obviously Secretary Esper uh, has just started his review, and I have a story on that in my notebook as well, and – there's still the Inspector General report that's due out in the, in the coming weeks or months. Well, let's hope they're using in-house counsel. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.